Hi folks, my name is Linda Emmett and welcome to Happiness is an Inside Job. We are the creators of our own reality, we create our own lives. Our mind is our biggest limit and it's our own beliefs, behaviours and habits constantly caught in those cycles that keep us trapped where we are and stand in the way of our own happiness. So throughout this podcast, we're going to take a deep dive into some of those beliefs, habits and patterns, where they show up in your lives and what you can do to change them. With that magical time of year just around the corner, on this week's episode, I think it's a good opportunity to take the time to look at Christmas and some of the not-so-wonderful feelings it can store up. Christmas can heighten isolation, sadness, pressure and poverty, putting undue stress on ourselves to look the part, feel the part and shine like a bit of tinsel on a Christmas tree and sometimes if we're not feeling like that we can feel guilty or we can feel ashamed of ourselves for not having those wonderful festive feelings flooding throughout our system. We are given a view from society and media of what happiness looks like or what happiness is supposed to look like and it can deeply sadden us if we don't have that and it can make us feel quite alone. We feel a sense of failure if, if we don't reach those ideals and that in itself can instill a sense of shame if we don't meet the, the ideals that are put in front of us or, of what Christmas should look like. We see movies that put in front of us a happily ever after. We see that hallmark sentimentality and Christmas carols about joy and love and picture perfect lives of happy families, a picture of happy families that our culture imposes on us. Mother, a father and two children, three children, all sitting merrily around the Christmas table, um, laughing and joking and hugging one another, which is a beautiful ideal. But you look around now at what your average family actually looks like, and that's not it. But if we're seeing this picture in front of us of what it should look like, it may make us feel guilty or ashamed because we may have separated out of that relationship or mightn't be as close to our siblings our children any of that we can feel a sense of shame or guilt and not living up to that ideal so Christmas absolutely can uproot some quite negative emotions in us when we're bombarded with an ideal of what it should look like and how we should be celebrating family traditions and the picture of a father and mother that are still married after 20, 30, 40 years, siblings that you get along with, a spouse or significant other of the opposite sex. These are all the ideals that society put in front of us. And it's all, as I say, sitting around feeling joyous and happy and hugging one another and loving one another and having enough money, enough heat and enough clothing very many presents and eating luxury foods. And if we fall short of this expectation, we can feel quite guilty, sad, ashamed, and that we've somehow failed to not meet society's and media's ideal. And let's face it, folks, when you actually look, we're bombarded with these images from, what, the end of October? 
So we're months and months, every supermarket and shop we walk into, these images are put in front of us every single day. I am not saying folks by any means that Christmas can't be an absolutely amazing, magical time of year that you get to spend with the people you want in your life, the, the people that show up every day in your life and support you and love you. What I am saying is the ideal that's put in front of us about Christmas can actually have the, a very, very negative effect and can elicit feelings of guilt, shame, isolation, pressure to conform and fit in because what's put in front of us through through medias and other streams is not reality of how most of us are living and what we don't want to see year on year is people feeling more guilty more isolated more ashamed that that father or or mother that only sees their children at weekends or during the week that family that is two fathers or two males rather than male female that single parent family, these are all still families, but they're not necessarily the ideal that's put in front of us. And these can elicit those, those negative emotions and store them up. Another thing that really shows up in and around Christmas time is the pressure of having enough money to spend on these amazing presents. You have to remember, folks, that the big companies your big supermarket chains across the globe literally spend millions, millions each year and dedicate eight to 10 months of the year to create that absolutely perfect Christmas ad. That ad that takes you on a roller coaster from at the very start of it, that little boy in the window in his PJs, you know, it's it's dark outside and the room is, you know, the room is dim and dark. He's looking out the window, we're looking a little lost. And then all of a sudden the street lights up as the Coca-Cola lorry turns onto that street. It's red, it's bright, Santy's on the side of it. As the lorry drives, there's lights light up all over the street, the pavements. People start to come out of their houses aglow. These ads are made to take you on an emotional roller coaster, and you're guaranteed they, they play on your emotions, and that's what we buy on. And when you look at every single year, there's very few of us that don't go into our Duns or our Tesco or our big supermarkets and buy those two, two litres of Coke that we may not buy any other time of year, but we've bought into the ad. We see ads painting, you know, their, their luxurious brands that we all like. Christmas is a time that we all view as gluttony. It's a time you crack open the tins of sweets and roses and you drink too much, you eat too much. And if particular people or families don't have the money to meet those expectations that are set, this can mean people are really, really worrying around those times of year, worrying about Will they have enough to, to buy their children what, what the other children have? So their child feels the same as the other kids. Will they be able to dress their children the same way? Our children, we all know, it, children just want to fit in. And a parent will do absolutely everything that our child feels that way. And Christmas can be a time for a lot of parents where they can't meet the expectation that's set out. And... You know, we can we can also Christmas is a time where, you know, the expectation is that you buy this amazing gift for for a loved one, a sibling. And there's a lot of pressure on us to 
to try and guess what it is that the other person wants. It's like, you know, well, if you really knew me, you'd know what I wanted for Christmas. And that's not always necessarily the, the case, but you can put yourself under a huge amount of pressure trying to, to know or watch what it is the other person wants, which again can create stress and strain. And if you're doing this with a few people, it can be quite a stressful time. Another thing that shows up a lot at this time of year is Christmas is a, is a huge time for reflection. We're looking back on on the year past or or even many Christmases that have passed before. We're triggered by hearing the same songs we hear every year, the same, you know, mistletoe and wine or last Christmas I gave you my heart. And this music triggers different emotions from, from times past, from your teenage years, from your childhood, from the previous Christmas. And we remember different people that were possibly in our lives then that aren't in our lives now for a number of reasons. It may be the relationship broke up, the person passed, they're not with us anymore, they moved away, or for whatever reason, they're just not part of our lives anymore. So Christmas can trigger some of those memories and can also sometimes trigger grief. You can be thinking of what you were doing last Christmas or the Christmas before, or as I say, who was around you. And grief in of itself is feeling the loss of something that mattered to you, be it the job you were in, the relationship you were in, the person, as I say, that was alive then, that isn't now. All that music that's thrown in front of you can remind us of all these wonderful but sometimes sad memories of things we no longer have so being aware that you know you're not alone in some of these emotions having those feelings of of sadness of isolation these are the times when we should be going out and hugging that loved one meeting up with that loved one planning for for next year for the year ahead what you're going to do differently what you're going to change what you want more of what you want Christmas to actually feel like to you. We can sometimes at Christmas be meeting up with family and people you may not always be comfortable meeting. You might not see them from one end of the year to the other. And there's reasons you don't see them from one end of the year to the other. These are just not your kind of people. But yeah, we feel obliged. It's not really Christmas if we don't meet up with the family. The thing is, guys, we don't choose our family. We don't get to pick what we're born into. What we do choose is the people we surround ourselves with every day, the people that show up for us, the people that support us, the people that love us, our friends, our partners, our lovers, all of these people. This is what we choose. And this is usually what Christmas should be about, what we need it to be about, to feel that joy, to feel that love for all the things it really should be about. And stepping away from all the crap that you see on television of what, of what it should look like. As I say, the Christmas movies, you know, with Santi jumping down the chimney, you know, and leaving Amazeballs presents and drinking the old bottle of Coke and eating the cookies and everything else. That is not reality. But looking at what the reality is of your Christmas, who the people are that you love, what you actually wanted to feel like and be like and accept in yourself that 
as an adult, when, you, when you're born, what you're born into is the family you have. You don't have a choice there. When you're an adult, you absolutely do have a choice in who you choose as your family, who you choose to surround yourself with, what picture you want to paint of your Christmas and how you want to feel on Christmas Day and who you want to surround yourself with. Every single Christmas, for a lot of us, I know certainly me, you're sitting down on your sofa Christmas Day after having your dinner, debating putting your pyjamas on and going, oh, doesn't feel like Christmas, does it? Doesn't, doesn't feel like it did last year. It doesn't feel really, really magical, does it? And if you think back to the year before and the year before and the year before, you've probably said the same thing. Because what's happening to us is we are again bombarded with, with media and it's not your expectation you're expecting to feel. It's what's put in front of you. What advertising companies put in front of you for two, three months that this table lit up a log fire, people dancing and prancing all around the sitting room, hugging and loving and everything else. And again, as I say, folks, that's not reality. It's lovely. But if you're sitting Christmas Day and you're surrounded or even with one person that you want to be with, one person that you that you have chosen to be with on Christmas Day or you can make that happen for you. That's what it's really about. If you can have the smallest thing to give someone, be it a, a small gift, a hug, the, the gift of giving, we love to give. It lights us up. It doesn't have to be a lot. What we're doing is we're measuring ourselves to the expectation that we see on television, that we see all over social media. If we step back and look at what we actually have in our lives, who we have in our lives and go on Christmas Day, I get to be with them. I get to sit in my PJs, probably half busting out of them after your nice dinner. Well, then you're luckier than a lot of people across this planet to be able to sit there with your loved one at home, warm, safe, cosy, with a bit of love in the room. Hold on to that because in fairness, that in itself, that's happiness. So what else are we chasing? You could have the best gifts in the world. You could have, you know, your Ferrari sitting out in the front garden and that you look at. But that doesn't give you the feelings of being around people that you love and care about. It doesn't give you the feelings you get from seeing someone you care about. Absolutely light up when you hand them something that they wanted. Something that says, I thought about you. This is the effort I made because I care about you. Because I love you. That's the true meaning of what Christmas should be about. It's not about if it's a thing this year that, you know, you're looking around and you haven't got the traditional family. Maybe you've lost someone, maybe friendships have broke up, maybe you've changed or whatever it is. Look around at other people that may be in the same boat as you or maybe not your conventional family and use the time to invite them around. Make the day and the table and your dinner your day. Invite that neighbour, that couple, that cousin, whoever it may be. And have eight or ten people sitting around your table that aren't, as I say, your conventional family. You still have the opportunity to have an absolutely great day. Because the other choices, they're all sitting in separate homes on Christmas Day, 
all looking at the images that are put in front of us on the television. So why not Why not change up, move away from what we see, move away from what we're told is the norm. And this year, look at somebody or a few people that, you know, you'd, you'd like to invite, you'd like to, that aren't, as I say, it's not the convention, it's not the norm, but it's your Christmas. So make it about what you want it to be about and not the way you're told it should look. Another reason for us to feel guilt or shame in and around the jolly holidays is for a lot of us, we become absolute gluttons over the holidays in any aspect and every aspect. It's like all restraint goes out the window. It's the time to be absolutely merry. We're out more, so probably drinking more, more nights out. The tins of sweets are hoovered, the boxes of crisps. A lot of the time, sweets and crisps we wouldn't eat any other time of the year. In every home you may visit and go into, you are offered, you know, another slice of Christmas log or Christmas cake that you feel a little obliged to eat. So two days after Christmas, you're vowing to yourself, oh, I'm going to change it all up in the new year. I'm going to make those big changes. But in the meantime, you're feeling quite guilty in how you've treated your body, how you haven't done half the things that you said you would. And you've probably drank three or four times the amount that you agreed with yourself that you drink. So it is also a time where on a more serious note for people who have got more addictive behaviours that do struggle with alcohol and even cigarettes and things like that or emotional eating, these behaviours can really, really be heightened this time of year due to the nature that it is. It is seen as a time for gluttony and it's also a time where we are more stressed than we'd be at other times of the year. It's a really far, I know certainly for people living in Ireland, it's an extremely cold and dark time of the year. So we have a tendency to be in more and sitting at home. And, you know, if that old eggnog or Baileys is sitting in the corner or those open tins of sweets, you can be sitting there munching through sweets that, that you don't even like. The oranges, the caramels, the Turkish delights, just because they're there. And also because you made that promise to yourself that in the new year, it's all going to change. And we're actually repeating the same thing that we've done last Christmas and the Christmas before and the Christmas before and the Christmas before. And the thing is, if you actually look, you're not getting any joy from it. You're not getting, you're not feeling good when you're chomping down on the, the quality street you don't like. You're not feeling good when you're necking an extra few cans or when you're going now three, four, five nights in a row over the holidays or drinking three, four nights in a row over the holidays, you're not feeling great. By day three or four, you're actually probably drinking just to feel pretty okay, just to, to get through the evening or the night that you're going. So again, it can be a time for more anxious feelings where anxieties are coming up, one, from drinking extra and two, from seeing people that, that we don't see other times of the year. So for this year, look at Christmas, take the time now, even after listening to this podcast, take the time now and say to yourself, sit down, take five, 10 minutes with yourself. What do you want your Christmas to look like? Throw out all the, all the stuff that you're seeing on media and TV and what you see in the shops and, and ask yourself, what do you want? Look at Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Stephen's Day. And even the days you probably have off 
after Christmas and say to yourself, how do I want to feel this Christmas? What do I want to be doing? Who do I want around me? And ask yourself, what is it that you want? And try as much as possible. And if it involves your partner, your family or whoever it involves or whoever you need to pull in to make it special and to make it magical for you, give yourself the time ahead. Don't just fall into old habits and patterns and of the way making it look the way you feel it should look or habits and patterns of years before. And if you feel sad, Allow yourself to be sad. Shed a tear. The end of the day, if you're grieving someone you've lost or a relationship that's ended or, you know, the kids that have flown the nest, they're a reminder of amazing love that you had in your life. And if it's a thing that you want to create a little ritual, a candle in your window, something nice that you do, a nice reminder to be very, very grateful for what you had in your life, do that. Shape it and make it for you. Make Christmas something that you're very present in, that, that you feel good in, that you're enjoying. That's what it's about, where you're expressing love, be it for people that are in your life right now or that what people that were in your life that you loved dearly. And allow yourself to, to shed those tears. It's only when we're stuffing them down and we're not allowing ourselves to, to shed a tear that we're then chucking down a, a, a tin of quality street on top of the negative emotions or, or drinking an extra few drinks just, just to push down the sadness. So allow yourself to shed a tear. There's nothing wrong with being sad. But above all else, folks, as I mentioned, take 10 minutes out ahead of Christmas, sit or as you're going along right now and ask yourself, what makes Christmas magical for you? What makes it such a special time? What lights you up and what brings you joy? And make sure you build as much of that into this Christmas as possible. Don't isolate yourself. Get out, see the lights, meet people. Go to those do's or parties that you wouldn't normally go to or have said no to in the past. We love people. We love connecting in with people. So find the things that you find magical about Christmas and do as much of them as possible. We have the choice and the ability to create and design our own lives. So design your Christmas ahead of time and make it as magical as possible for you. for tuning in folks to this week's episode of happiness is an inside job i hope you really enjoyed this episode and we will see you next week same time same place for the next episode